Support for Waveform comes from Visible. With Visible, you get a one-time plan with unlimited 5G data on Verizon's network for $25 a month, taxes and fees included. Sounds pretty good. So why isn't Visible for everyone? Well, Visible doesn't do stores. So you can manage your plan, chat to customer service, update your eSIM, all in their app, and they don't bundle their plans with extra stuff that costs you extra money. So if you don't want a wireless plan that focuses on the wireless part, by all means, do not switch today at Visible.com. Hi, we're Visible, the wireless company with nothing to hide. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for $25 a month, taxes and fees included. Sorry, hidden fees, we're just not into you. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of that Waveform podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Marquez Brownlee. And I'm Andrew Manganelli. And today we've got a little different different episode for everyone. Um, Marquez landed at 7 a.m. this morning, I think. Yep. It is Thursday, so it's the day before. It's probably like 12 hours before this episode releases. Um, we've had a very, very busy week. Uh, if you didn't know, Marquez was shooting with David Blaine for his Ascension uh, project. live project. Yeah pretty awesome i hope everyone watched it if not we'll put it in the show notes but this week's just been kind of crazy because a lot of things happen so we're gonna kind of we literally don't even have a script written yeah. for this episode marquez is kind of just gonna give us story time here Let's and just, we're gonna talk about his week yeah not just ascension but how we kind of made a video during that and how we had to handle all of that and then i think one more thing at the end of today's episode Marquez is going to show me the Galaxy Z Fold 2, and I'm going to just give my impressions on it. Yeah, it. and we'll just talk about it a little bit. So perfect. Let's go. Let's let's start. Oh God, where do where do I start? So I actually want to start this way back. I don't know how many months ago when we like to randomly put up our predictions of when the channel hit certain milestones. <laughs> well, uh, you're going pretty far back. Yeah, yeah. So this is how many March? Well, so it must have whenever we hit 11 million. Right. Um, yeah, probably around March. So when the channel hit 11 million, we're like, all right, everybody, place your bets, write it down on a sheet of paper. When do you think the channel will hit 12 million? And we all put the dates down. It's in the Slack. I don't remember the exact date, but my guess was September 2nd. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's there's all sorts of different things that can go into that. There's all kinds of fluctuations on tech on YouTube, but uh, there's a pretty good spread. And I think that Michael's guess, Michael, motion graphics specialist on the team, mm -hmm. his guess was September 1st, right so before close. my date. Maybe yeah. a little bit of trolling there, but uh, that's the, pre the preface to all this. So uh, I got the call from David Blaine, yeah, to work with him on this Ascension project. He told me, he literally FaceTimed me. He's like, Marquez, I've got this idea, man. <laughs> and he's got this way of talking where you're already kind of hooked in because it's David Blaine explaining something. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I'm going to float up on all these balloons into the sky <laughs> and then I'm going to skydive down, but you got to be here to see it. And there's going to be all this tech involved and I want you to be the eyes and ears of the audience. And we're going to do this whole thing with YouTube Originals. It'll be a great show. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, there's no way I say no to that. <laughs> yeah, There's right. no way I watch this on YouTube later. Like I could have been a part of that. Mm -hmm. um, so I was in, I was super in. So uh, eventually the dates show up and they were originally planning on doing it, believe it or not, in New York. If yeah. you, you saw those announcements mm -hmm. and that was 
going to be crazy if they were to pull that off. But they went to their their backup location because of a couple hurricanes blowing through. Yeah, those ones coming in down. I we're even though we're nowhere near where they hit, I guess yeah. the winds were just bad enough up here. That and just cloud cover. Yeah, actually, this whole week it's been nice temperature wise, but it's been super cloudy. So that yeah. would be a huge bummer to watch him drift Clouds up a couple were, hundred feet and then be gone exactly or they're a big part of this so uh they moved it to page arizona mm-hmm. and for those who don't know page arizona is in i don't want to yeah i do want to say it's the middle of nowhere it is super isolated so for some context it was a four-hour flight from here to phoenix mm-hmm. and then a four-hour drive from the phoenix airport to the top half of arizona right next to utah where there's these beautiful lake powell uh, little golf courses in there tucked away in the desert, this little airport, and the site of Ascension. Mm-hmm. So super remote, but super beautiful. So I get it. And of course, you know, perfectly still air out in the desert. Yeah. So the thing is, the dates moved for this uh, a couple of days beforehand. They started shifting, started shifting. We're like, we get these weather patterns. We're trying to lock down the exact day. We're not announcing it yet. But behind the scenes... I was watching it slowly line up with the Galaxy Fold 2 announced date mm-hmm. and the Galaxy Fold 2 like ship date for reviewers. And so they eventually landed, boom, September 1st, and that was going to be the date of Unpacked. And so I just kind of accepted that, uh, well, I guess I'm just going to have to do the Fold 2 when I get back. I think we just thought like a day late's not going to be that bad. I think the video will still do well. We like debated this for a while. I think sure. we sat there for like a whole day just being like, do we send this to Arizona? Will you have time? Do and we by just the way, wait that's a, a day? Like... That's an amazing luxury to have. Like oh, if, yeah. a, if you're trying to consider like you get a device on day one and you want to be right in that first wave of coverage, you really do want to be right at the top to give your impressions and opinions, unboxing, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Uh, and, and the other fun fact was the most viewed video I have ever put on YouTube is last year's Galaxy Fold unboxing believe mm-hmm. it or not that passed everything that has over i think 21 million views at Crazy, this point yeah so it was kind of a no-brainer that i want to do some sort of an unboxing of the fold 2 a sequel give my impressions that sort of thing but i'm watching the dates line up i'm like dang it won't be day one all right that, that's too bad but mm-hmm. you know what ascension i gotta be there it's gonna be super worth it i think one of the things we mentioned also was like it'll be fine if it's a day late but if it has one of those like day one issues like when we tore the screen protector and broke yeah the phone, i gotta be like, there like we were gonna miss that we're not gonna be i mean it stinks that we broke that first one but we were also one of the only people you know one like of witness. like five people that broke it so like we got a ton of extra views and yeah you and get to watch it all because unfold. of it exactly mm-hmm. so yeah you know the uh, the unpacked event was the morning of september 1st the Ascension live stream was the morning of September 1st. In my head, I'm like, wow, we're going to be competing against the Samsung live stream. All right, fine. But, you know, when I get back, we'll work on the fold. So, of course, weatherman Don and Bert and the whole team, I, I have so much respect for these guys that we are working with. I'm on set with them. We're going through David's training. He's putting on a parachute suspended from ropes 10 <laughs> feet in the air. It's this whole crazy scene, and I'm sort of just watching and documenting and, and learning my lines and all this this stuff. Uh, and eventually I get word that it's delayed by another day. So now Ascension is going to be September 2nd. Mm-hmm. And that means I won't be able to fly home till the end of the day in September 3rd. And now, now it's two days late, but I have a day off on September 1st. Yeah. 
Now the gears start turning in my head. Okay, wait a second. Maybe I can get Samsung to ship the phone out to the desert and I can get it there. And I brought my A7S, but maybe I want to have like more than just that camera to actually make a video. I have a hotel room, but maybe I can use the trailer on site. You know, the gears are turning. Mm -hmm. I think this was like Saturday when we first started talking about it and Tuesday was the day you would have off. It was the um, weekend, right? Yeah. So we were, we're debating over the weekend, should we try to pull us to all together on the first before Ascension? Mm -hmm. And I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. I was like, let's make this happen. So we, I sent some emails, Samsung's like, yeah, we'll get it out to you, but there's no guarantees it'll get to your remote location by mm -hmm. the morning. You might get it at the end of the day, but whatever. I was like, all right, fine. And we were like, let's, let's get a Komodo, a red Komodo out here, because yeah, you don't I, want to ship a whole huge thing. I think the Samsung confirmation was on Sunday. So we were like, okay, we have to pack everything up. The issue here is we can't overnight it today because of the fact that it's Sunday, so we have to go to Monday. Wait so till Monday, yeah. I still, we decided I was still gonna go in Sunday anyways, come to the office. We decided Komodo's the best. Yeah, like, just because uh, I only had my MacBook Pro, and I know how it handles monster footage and I'm, I don't have like the iMac Pro or anything. And I also know that when I fly home, I'm gonna have an extra bag now yeah. with whatever camera you send me. So if you send me a Monstro and some big lenses and all these batteries, that's a little extra to have like trusted in a hard case. And it's also a lot more expensive. Yeah, also we, I think our biggest hard, so we have a couple Pelican cases, The Biggest one that is not for like the iMac Pro, which is gigantic, is um the Raven. the Raven came in. Yeah. yeah. So it's in order to fit a like Monstro in there, it would, I would probably get like one lens and one maybe battery. a battery yeah. or two like in there. Um, so Komodo gave us a lot more space. I still packed this cam that uh, Pelican case. You up. packed it full I, of everything. I gave you <laughs> what I thought was everything you needed. I mean, I just was like. If I'm overnighting this to you and we have such a small window, I can't, we can't forget something. Um, so I yeah. sent you Komodo, three different lenses I could fit in there, the batteries. We also did the 633 sound mixer and yep. the shotgun mic, shotgun microphone, handles. batteries for that, handles. I gave, put the battery chargers for everything in there just in case. I, I knew everything was full. Yeah. Um, and I just, crammed it in there a million sd cards and cfast cards and everything and i was like poor marquez is gonna have to it took, probably took me like 25 minutes to just pack it in there and make sure it's all safe and i was like oh man he's gonna be up so late doing this and then gonna have to pack this in the morning and be miserable but but you know what i was thinking on my end this is best case scenario for komodo I was like, I don't have the R5 with me, and I, yes, I could do it all A7S, but I know I want to make a good video out here and, mm -hmm. and deliver the best thing I can. And I've shot with Komodo for a bit now, and I know red color and the footage is, yeah, let's, let's do Komodo. And it's the smaller camera. It's going to mm -hmm. fit in this Pelican case. Yes, yeah. this is it. It turned out being a, uh, <laughs> a, a like perfect example of how to, to use it quickly. And, and also, you only had the only tripod like i wasn't going to send a tripod also so you had a switch pod out there I had and a switch pod monster would probably bend the switch pod yeah <laughs> at the, that's a great the point feet. so yeah yeah we got it all i think we also decided that come monday so i woke up like 7 a.m because the first fedex that opened was at 8 a.m and not i didn't even go to the fedex near me i drove an hour north closer to an airport knowing that's where fedex would fly it out of because i right. didn't I don't trust 
any of these shipping companies <laughs> anymore. So I wanted one less step in there. Really I wanted smart. to get it as close as possible. Went in. I even had a UPS site on backup in case FedEx told me it couldn't do overnight, but she guaranteed it for me. Um, mm-hmm. Sent it in and then just crossed my fingers and looked at that tracking number like every hour until you got it. Um, so you got the worked. Komodo. You yeah. got the Komodo en route mm-hmm. and it was via FedEx and you yes. got it to an airport so it would be quickly overnighted. This is all on Monday and we're hoping to make the video on Tuesday. Yes. Okay. In the meantime, I'd also gotten an email back from Samsung saying, yeah, we can we can get it to you. We can't guarantee it, but you know, it'll be at you at some point during the day. I said, you know what? That's fine. Ship it. Mm-hmm. So fast forward to Tuesday morning. Wake up. We do a little rehearsal. We've got some stuff going on. I am lasered in on these tracking numbers on my phone. <laughs> in between every take and like blocking off camera stuff, I'm checking the tracking numbers. How's the stuff? Is it shipping? Did it, did it fly overnight yet? They shipped the fold via UPS, and you shipped the Komodo via FedEx. Yeah, when you told me UPS, I was like, "Oh man, did I make the wrong choice?" I, I just don't trust either of them. So I like, yeah. I was literally doing research and just looking up people's experiences. I know we've had pretty bad experiences with FedEx, and I know Mister Mobile has had the worst experiences yeah. with FedEx. But whenever a company sends us something overnight, it's almost always FedEx. So I just, I knew there was one close to the airport. It opened earlier than everywhere else did. So just to me, I was like, if I can get there and I will physically ask them, not can you ship this overnight, can you guarantee it? And they said, by 4.30. And I was like, that's probably later than I would want, but it is also in the middle of nowhere. So good as we can do. Yeah. So I'm sitting in Page, Arizona, and the the FedEx tracking number updates. It says by 4.30 p.m. we'll get it. I was like, all right, great. The UPS tracking number says by 9 p.m. I'll get that phone. I was like, all right, well, you know, if we get it at 9 p.m., I can still, we'll work with that, right? Might not be sunny out, but we can work with that. So we finish shooting. Uh, I, or not shooting, rehearsing. We go back to the hotel, and I just uh, tap on the little receptionist thing at the front desk. I'm like, hey, all right, so I got two packages coming here. They'll, they'll have my name and room number on them, but I uh, just wanted to let you know they're coming. What should I do? They're like, oh, yeah, we'll call you. We'll, we'll let you know, and we'll get them to you. I was like, great. Uh, so I go back up to the room and I'm just like writing some stuff down that I want to make sure I want to shoot. I eat lunch. I check the tracking numbers and they both say delivered. I'm like, whoa, I didn't get any calls. <laughs> so I, I jog down there. I'm like, Hey, is there any, uh, is there any packages here? And she's like, Oh yeah. What was your name again? And she hands me a FedEx package and a UPS package. And I okay. go up there and I open them both. And it's the Komodo that you shipped me. And it's the Z fold Two. And I'm pumped. This is like, I think this is about 3 o'clock, 3 p.m. Yeah. I have both. I was weirdly freaking out at home because I just was so focused on it. I wasn't paying attention to this time zone. So it was like 5, 5.30 my time. And you hadn't said anything. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. oh wait, wait. He's on a different time zone. Like, yeah. we're, we're still in the, in still the clear the so far. Also, that was... That package was 35 pounds and shipped it overnight. So it was not a cheap package to send, but, yeah. uh, but yeah, it, it was packed. So you got, so you get everything. So I get everything. I immediately unpumped. I, I unbox it. Well, I don't unbox it right away. I like peek in the box, make sure everything's like not broken. I'm like, all right, we're good. And I'm in this like sort of yellow dingy hotel room. I'm like, let me go back to the trailer. Um, here's the thing about page Arizona. There are no Ubers literally. Huh. 
So if I want to transport anywhere, I have to get a hold of some of the crew and let me borrow the van and, and get a ride back from the hotel to the, the site where the trailer is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm organizing all that. I'm like writing everything down. I'm like, I want to make sure I get shots of this and shots of that and make sure I say these things. And we get it. I get back to the trailer and I immediately take everything out of the box. You saw this uh, little precarious setup of the yeah, unboxing. Yeah, wait, let's talk about this for a second. So let's... I'm showing you a picture right now I uh-huh. took from behind the scenes. I think I tweeted this picture. You did, yeah. And this is the first shot of the day, which is I've got Komodo all set up. It's on the Switch Pod, and I put the Z Fold 2 in the box on the table, and it's a little wobbly. So I uh, I ended up counterweighting just that back leg by tying it to my backpack. And then the backpack is like, in a drawer hanging underneath it so it's like hanging, hanging down yeah it's hanging but it's not in the drawer it'll fall into the drawer if it drops if it needs to okay but i open the drawer for a safety <laughs> so it's like free hanging it is hanging okay so imagine yeah. switch yeah switch pod with literally just like a backpack hanging by a a cord on the camera. side of it just to make sure it doesn't fall forward because yeah i mean the camera is probably a foot and a half over the surface you have the phone on so it's like leaning it would probably that lens could probably crack if yeah. that fell. It's not not fantastic. So yeah, first shot of um, the day looks a lot different than our top down setup, to <laughs> say the least. That's the first thing I thought. I was like, can I make a top down with a Komodo and a Switch Pod? And it, very quickly the answer was no. So this yeah. is this is as good as it got. But the shot turned out great. I've got the monitor facing me. I can see focus. I unbox it. I turn the air conditioner off in there because by the way, it's 110 degrees oh God, at the airport. So I turn the air conditioner off so I can hear the unboxing and taking the plastic off and everything. How quickly did that uh, go south? Did it uh, get really hot in there? Or? No, it only got up to like 70-something degrees because I, okay. I did the unboxing pretty quick, and then I could shoot B-roll with air conditioning mm-hmm. on. Okay. So, yeah, quickly. I'm moving quick now at this point. You're yeah. getting the vibe, right? It's like 3.30. I'm like done with the unboxing. I'm shooting a bunch of my A-roll. I get that all set up, and now I'm getting word that I have to leave the trailer by 5 p.m. They don't want us uh, on site at the airport anymore at 5 p.m. Got to go back to the hotel. So I shoot every A-roll bit I can before 5 p.m. And then I quickly pack everything up and go back into the van. They take me back to the hotel. Hotel, I get a whole bunch more uh, B-roll and I'm out here in in the parking lot. Luke Luke Aitkins, who's oh, the wow. expert skydiver, is like playing with a parachute toy with his kid. Probably just calming his nerves <laughs> down. Just like, hey, Marquez, what are you doing? By the way, Luke is a total boss. He's he's jumping out of planes with red heliums attached oh, to his helmet. Oh, that guy? I saw in he's the video. I saw it. That's so sick. Yeah. So I showed him the Komodo. He's like, dude, I can't wait to jump with these things. They're so much lighter. He's oh, yeah. used to jumping with much bigger cameras, which is crazy. That's really cool. We, we got to find a way to collab with this guy. And yeah, or get him something. on the podcast or something. That yeah. would be sick. Um, also, can we do a video where we um, just tape a Komodo to Vin's head and shoot the entirety <laughs> of uh, B-roll on that? Just as he's walking around. Just... Like, Don't be magenta. Don't be magenta. <laughs> yeah, man. This is uh, So now we're in- That's we're a good-looking like... shot, by the way, with oh, yeah. all the rocks. Yeah, we got a. I'm not really too worried about color as I'm shooting this because we're shooting raw. Mm-hmm. But I'm out in the parking lot. The sun is going down. I'm getting shots before the light is dying. They're looking really good. You know, everything you sent is working perfectly. So I'm pumped at this point. Um, this it, is it time makes me worried that you say everything you sent is working at this point. Is well, that's a... the truth. Oh, so the timestamp uh... you see here, 6:54 p.m. Uh huh. So I'm finishing shooting at 6:54, right? Okay. Cool. That's a good three, four hours of rock solid work. Here's the timeline at 
8.30 p.m. I've imported all the footage and I'm getting ready to jump into the edit because this is my <laughs> bread and butter, right? Uh-huh. I've got all my footage. I've got all my A-roll. I've done the unboxing. I've made all my notes. I've said the things I want to say into a mic. I import all of it and it doesn't work. Oh, crap. Wait, what's going on with Final Cut Pro? And basically what I'm seeing is I, I import everything into Final Cut Pro and all the files show up, but they sometimes load a, a couple of frames and then they sort of glitch and go black. Yeah, it looked like as you were scrolling through all everything in like your, uh, your clips, libraries, it was all black. Yeah, it's all black. black. So I'm looking at all of my imported clips and they're all black. And I'm like, well, I mean, it is Komodo and it's beta and I know some stuff's gonna go wrong, but like, there's no way this is broken, right? I take the CF card out, put it back into the camera, load up the clips, they play perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Like, these clips look amazing. Why can't I use these right now? I just wanna start editing. Huh. And basically for the next like three hours, by the way, I have a call time at 4.45 in the morning coming up. And for the next couple hours, I'm tearing my hair out, trying to figure out why this won't work. Is it the red plugin? Delete that, reinstall that, nope. Delete that, install the old one, nope. Delete that, put the new one back on, reinstall Final Cut Pro, nope. Okay. I think I think I remembered this point. If, right after you reinstalled Red Plugin, I think you came to Slack and we were trying to like diagnose it, yeah. sort of, but like there's only so much we can do on Slack. You also, right, you didn't have any USB driver or anything to try and reinstall. Well, this was, yeah, I was getting really deep and I was, I was like, well, I am on the Big Sur beta and I think this is probably gonna be the reason why it's not working. Yeah. And so I was trying to do everything I could to not have to reinstall Mac OS. So I downloaded Premiere. And I opened everything in Premiere, and it worked in Premiere, but as I was starting to try to go through that Premiere workflow, it was just too slow, and I knew like with this 4 a.m. call time, I'm not gonna have nearly enough time to do everything I want, so let me just get into my Final Cut workflow, and this thing will be good in like three hours. So I guess I gotta go reinstall Mac OS. Hmm. And if you don't know, (laughs) reinstalling Mac OS requires a, a flash drive, or some sort of external drive, which I did not have with me, so I had to borrow one from someone else in the hotel on the film set. Shout out to them, they had a Samsung T7, two terabyte. I finally got one back, they like left it at the front desk for me. I get that, I go through all of reinstalling macOS Catalina. I set up a boot drive, I wipe the whole machine clean, I install Final Cut Pro and the red plugin. They are the only things installed on this computer. (laughs) And I load up all the footage again, and I open it up in Final Cut Pro, finally pumped to have done everything I need to do to start the edit, and it still doesn't work. Oh, God. (laughs) And this is the point where I'm like, okay, I guess it's not happening today. Like, uh, I got pretty far. It's rough to come to that conclusion when we know how much we did to make this happen. Yeah. Spent a couple hundred dollars shipping a 35 pound package of like redirecting stuff to a remote location in Arizona just to to film this. Like, yeah, it, and it, the thing is, is it's probably the most hyped phone of the year. Like, this is the big One thing of them, we, for sure. The, the previous version, like we mentioned before, has some of our highest view counts of any video on the channel. It's a sick phone. It's everything, and we just want to get it out. And then, so we did everything possible to get it and and there's just people asking about it too by the way because i've shared you know ascension is happening and it's super pumped and i can't wait to get started with that at four in the morning Mm -hmm. but also people are like wait 
everyone just started doing fold videos and Where? I want to see what, what you have to say about the fold. And I had some fun stuff to say about it. And obviously you can see that's up now, but this was like a, this is like a creative bottleneck of like, I have this thing. I want to share it. I can't, I'm tweaking until I want to say about 11 PM, maybe midnight. I, I do want to get some sleep before this huge live <laughs> nice. performance, which broke records on YouTube originals. So <laughs> I want to do, uh, a couple last tweaks. I end up, and, and by the way, when I'm messing with the footage and it's blank in Final Cut Pro, there's like moments where it'll like blip and show itself. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. It's showing itself. And then I'll like drag a slider and it goes black again. And I'm like, anytime I manipulate the footage, it all goes black. It's so weird. Um, I put it on my Instagram story if you want to see it. I guess it might be probably gone by it's now. probably gone by, yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's, it's behaving super weirdly. I'm toggling GPU stuff on and on. I feel like I'm kind of figuring it out, but... Uh, it's not really any, you know, not really making any progress. So I go, you know what? I'll, I'll tackle this after Ascension tomorrow. I just need my mind on this project. Yeah. David Blaine's all in. Luke Akins is all in. I gotta be all in. Mm -hmm. I gotta, I just gotta drop this now. So I get to sleep, get up at four, crack a sunrise. You know, we're, we're out there. The balloons are going up. I got my cue cards. Everything is you know, got that feel in the air. Yeah. The electricity is there. It's it's a great show. If you guys haven't seen it, we'll link Ascension in the show For notes. Sure, it was yeah. amazing to watch. I basically got a front row seat of like the absolute Avengers team of like balloon experts and aviation experts and electronics and skydiving and and David Blaine. Like it's yeah. it's a it's a dream show. Um, but of course, because it started so early in the morning when the winds were perfect, we were wrapped by nine a.m. And so. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, you know, the live stream ends, they go get him in a helicopter, he comes back, he's saying hi to everyone, we shoot some, like, post-game interview type stuff, mm -hmm. you know, and we're wrapped by 9 a.m., so at this point, I know that my travel schedule from hell is coming up. So, <laughs> uh, maybe we'll take a quick break, we'll come back, we'll talk about the second half of this adventure, yeah. which is actually figuring out the footage, and then the upload disaster. We'll be right back. <laughs> Fox Creative. This is advertiser content brought to you by Visible. Okay, so Visible Wireless is one of my partners and they're pretty great. Let me tell you why. They asked me to make a video explaining why Visible Wireless might not be for you. Pretty refreshing, right? So Visible's base plan with 5G, mobile hotspot, and unlimited data on Verizon's network for 25 bucks a month works great for lots of people, so what's not to love? Well, they are all digital, so you do everything from managing your plan to updating your eSIM or getting customer service right in their app. If you love to handle everything without ever needing to talk to a human in a store, then this works great. But if you need to shop for a new phone in person, then Visible probably isn't for you. Someone like Verizon would be a better choice. If you want your wireless bundled with a bunch of extra stuff, don't switch to Visible. But heads up, you're gonna have to pay for that stuff. But Visible is focused on the wireless part of wireless. So if you want more than 5G, mobile hotspot, and unlimited data from your wireless plan, and you're willing to stand online or sit on hold and pay top dollar for it, then by all means, don't switch to Visible. Don't even go to visible.com to learn more. You get it. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. Additional terms apply. Visit visible.com for additional information.
Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. All right, welcome back. We are, we're in the middle of it. Yeah. <laughs> we're in the thick of it. So, where am I picking up? Ascension just wrapped. Yeah. I am back in the trailer, sitting in front of this MacBook Pro, like, I gotta figure this out. Yeah, and so you're traveling later that night. When do you yeah. have to get to the airport? So we wrap at 9 a.m., and my travel schedule says, in the middle of nowhere in Page, Arizona, first I have a flight from that airport where the stunt happened, to Phoenix at 3 p.m. Okay, but you went to the airport by car, right? Yes. And but now you're taking a now we're taking plane. a plane. Okay. Yeah. When I arrived, the charter plane was they done flying that flight. It was in the middle of the night, so okay. it was a four hour car ride. But now we're at this airport. I have a 3 p.m. flight from there to Phoenix. I have a 6 p.m. flight from Phoenix to San Francisco, <laughs> and then I have a 10:40 p.m. flight from San Francisco overnight back to Newark this morning. Yeah. And I, I'm like, I got yeah. to figure this out before that series of flights or it's not happening and I'm gonna be really sad and I might as well just not try. In the trailer, I'm figuring it out. I eventually find a way, and it's not even that I found a way, it's just kind of I was luckily messing with it long enough to switch with some G GPU decode settings and letting it sit for long enough and I was trying exports over and over again and would just say failed within like two seconds of starting the export and I would just, I would leave stuff on the timeline and then mess with it and it would work for a little bit before it started crashing again. Mm -hmm. Eventually, I just take all the clips, put them all on a new timeline and a new project, immediately hit export on the whole thing, and I watched it 1% at a time, get all the way to 100 and export all my clips in ProRes. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, I have the footage. And it's it's like I can't do the, the manipulation I usually do with red yeah. raw clips, which is the whole reason we brought Komodo and you know, the footage still looks good, but it's not as, as manipulatable as I want. But you know what? We have the footage. Mm -hmm. we ha I got the clips now. Let me just edit with what I got. So I do that. I sit in the trailer, uh, like literally as soon as breakfast is over and I just start crushing this edit. I'm like <laughs> taking the clips because it just exported one big yeah, 25 yeah. minute clip. So of you don't even get them. to see like where the cuts are in the like clips you made you exactly to literally oh, i gotta that, scrub through. that sounds miserable yeah but i was like you know what i this is farther than i got last night with all my like hours and hours of work yeah. so you know if i wasn't gonna finish it yesterday i'm gonna finish it today before this flight i do that whole edit uh and i start i export the whole thing and i'm like kind of proud of it and i it you know again it's not the best quality but at least my impressions of the phone are going to be in people's hands who want to hear mm -hmm. about it right so uh, I hit upload, and this is, when did I take this screenshot? Okay, here we go. I'm gonna show you something, a photo that I took at 12.38 p.m. So it just says, uh, starting to upload, will be on unlisted, 3% uploaded, and yeah, 12.38. So your flight's in two and a half hours? Yeah, I mean, two and a half hours leaving. Departing, right? yeah. Yeah. So 3%. 
And this is on the guest Wi-Fi at the airport because the whole production wrapped, the the 3G tent and the trailers are all getting taken down. Mm-hmm. I don't have fast Wi-Fi anymore. I'm going either tethering on my phone or Wi-Fi of this airport. Yeah, and it's not like Newark Airport. It's like a small... Oh, it's not like yeah, Newark Airport. Like it's I'm like, imagining a couple uh, gates and... That's about there it. There is one gate. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there is one runway, and there is one waiting area, and one everything. And you basically head through, Pro- and there's one flight at a time. Probably one ten-year-old router in the back. Giving exactly. Of uh, like ten down. Exactly. Ten down would have been great. I was getting <laughs> two and a half up and down, and so this is why I was trying tethering, because you know maybe it'll be faster than this this airport Wi-Fi, but tethering Wi-Fi in Page, Arizona was also not that uh, great. Not imagining. It was good. also about two and a half up or down. So I waited three hours of like keeping a MacBook Pro awake and plugged in and next to a window trying to get this thing done. <laughs> and we have to leave for the flight. <laughs> and uh, I have this footage here. Did you ever debate just telling them you can keep this MacBook if you just make sure it stays awake till it uploads and then just wipe it. I was sitting in the waiting area before we boarded the plane and I got to that. It's a 6% yeah. upload. <laughs> okay, just scrolling through this, I wanted 3% uploaded at 12.38 p.m. I swipe one time and it says 6% uploaded at 5 p.m.? Yeah. So it didn't work. It didn't work. Okay. So uh, we board. We board the plane. I cancel the upload. And because the, the thing about YouTube um, uploads is you can get halfway, and they say that they can resume an upload that gets interrupted halfway through. But I don't know if I trust that yet, and it yeah. hasn't been successful in my past. So we get on the plane. I'm like pretty defeated. Okay. But you know what? I have a 45 minute layover. Once I land in Phoenix before I take off to San Francisco, maybe I'll give it a shot then. Maybe mm-hmm. the Wi-Fi is good. Who knows? It's Phoenix Airport. It's nice. You're an optimist if you think <laughs> any airport is going to have good Wi-Fi. Like, I would just feel super, super defeated. I probably yeah. would have tweeted out, hey, anybody in like Phoenix or Page, could you come over? I'm going to... Oh, no, you'd have to give them all your info. Like, give them yeah. a flash drive. Can you upload this on your home computer? Oh, my I'm God. On? Here's like, my user password yeah, and everything. Just, please don't hack it. <laughs> um, yeah, it was like when I was in Page in the airport and other people, I didn't have an Uber, but they were like, oh, we're going to make a Starbucks run. Do you want anything? And I was like, maybe I should go with them and try Starbucks Star- Wi-Fi because it's going so slow. Uh, but eventually, yeah, it doesn't work in Page. I pack everything up. We get on the plane. We head to Phoenix. And it's less than an hour flight, so we land in Phoenix. Okay, I'm in Phoenix Airport now. Immediately I take out my laptop, walk to the next gate. It was like a five minute walk. It's not that big of an airport. And I sit down, I open my laptop, and I hit the upload button. And it's starting to move. I get up to like 35, 45%. And I'm I'm pretty pumped, but I'm getting quickly at uh, the board time mm-hmm. for this flight. and. So I'm, I'm like kind of impressed with Phoenix Wi-Fi and it's free and I'm just letting it go. And now here's a video, they have us board. And when they say everyone board, they're going from the back of the plane to the front in COVID times. And so I'm just waiting to be the last one to board the plane. I am the last one to board the plane. Here's a clip I took as they're about to close the cabin door and asking everyone to take 
their laptops and put them away. 34 minutes left, 55%, 549. So they're so about not, to close like, the door. There's no way you're finishing. That. And it, that's so frustrating because I only got to like 30% in page. Uh huh. So now in the couple of minutes that I'm down in this airport, I got to 50 something percent. And they're about to close the door on me. Ah, I almost had it. <laughs> That's when you need to be like, I think my seat's broken. Like, can we get the... Yeah, uh... can we chill for a minute? Because honestly, if, if they let me sit there for another 20-something minutes, it would have been done. Here's what killed me, right? We're mm-hmm. sitting on the airplane, and I'm starting to notice the connection as I got onto the plane is getting pretty weak. Yeah. I said, oh, you know what? Let me switch to tethering on my phone just and like hold it up to the window. And the tethering on my phone in Phoenix airport sitting on the plane was like 21 up and down. And as soon as I switched, it started speeding up and then they closed the door. And then you just lose everything. And then I just lost everything. So do you think if you tethered from your phone inside beforehand, you would have gotten it? If I had started with tethering immediately on my phone, I would have had it uploaded by then. At at that point, do you think you wish you never tried tethering so you didn't have to sit on a plane (laughs) to San Francisco going, it would be up right now. I can't believe you've done this, Marquez. <laughs> Why would you not just try tethering in the first place? It was pretty. It was pretty frustrating. <laughs> I gotta say. Um, eventually, we fly into San Francisco. I flew over Apple Park. Here's my Apple oh. Park slideshow. I took a some circle pictures of I campus. I, I don't know why I think just seeing a circle from there is so cool. It's, it's just be, a circle, but yeah. when you know what it is, it's pretty sick. Yeah. yeah. So I flew into San Francisco. It's a longer flight, so I'm like steaming this whole flight. I the, the Wi-Fi. It's an Alaskan Air flight. The, the Wi-Fi doesn't work the whole time. I can't even try while I'm on it the plane. It never does. Um, I finally land in San Francisco. It's uh, close to 8 p.m. Now I have my two-hour layover, and the context of why I told you guys at the beginning that we were looking at the days the channel is going to hit 12 million mm-hmm. is the channel is now at. 11.99 million and I am trying to get this video uploaded because if it does and the channel crosses 12 million my prediction will be correct to the day yeah which is great we've which never crazy done that. I think you and I have been doing predictions to the next million since so when I started it was at like 4.5 million we hit 5 million and then I think you and I have been doing predictions since we shot for 6 million yeah so we've been doing this six times Vin and Brandon came in. No one has ever gotten it to the day. I don't know if anyone's gotten it to the week. It's too variable. We're not a. Ver- There's lots of very linear channels, like daily uploading channels, where yeah. you can you can sort of get into a rhythm and predict how things are going to go. With us, it's like we have autofocus, and then we'll go back to a smartphone, and then mm-hmm. something over here blows up, and it's very spiky. Uh, so you know you can kind of sort of yeah average sure. it out, but it's uh it was pretty crazy to get it to the day. But either way. I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, wow, it could actually happen today, which would be crazy if this video goes up. It probably most likely would. Well, definitely. I mean, this is arguably one of our biggest videos of the year. We all knew it was going to get yeah. a good spike. So I land in San Francisco. It just went from 110 degrees in Phoenix to 65 on the ground in San Francisco. Hmm. I walk out on the plane, and I walk all the way to the gate. And by the way, oh, I, I'll tell another sidetrack story in a second. <laughs> but I walk all the way to the gate, I sit down and open my laptop and I open speedtest.net on San Francisco Wi-Fi. And this is what I get. 200. 200. The dream. 200. (laughs) I'm like, it's happening. It's finally happening. Uh, I upload that video in minutes. 
title it, yeah. make the thumbnail, upload the thumbnail. I did this all like outside, like right as I landed, I like walked outside and like sat on a bench and just, I probably looked like a, little, a little crazy actually. Just like outside no, with a hoodie on. No sleep, probably like bloodshot eyes. Yeah, like, like yeah. This, this guy hasn't slept in a while, has he? And I'm just like, I've been up since 4 a.m., but yeah, this so has to what happen. What time is this West Coast right now? So this is, uh, let me look at the timestamp. This is about 9 p.m. Okay. So 9 p.m., I am finishing the upload, and by 9.30, everything's done, and I'm just waiting for it to process so I can go live. And I guess at the end of the day, the story is, it did eventually go live technically before midnight west coast time time. and i refreshed on the plane and the channel did also cross over 12 million subscribers on the day thanks to that eventual herculean effort i just want to say i had 18 standing hours on my apple watch with five hours of flights (laughs) also huge shout out to san francisco airport with 200 down 200 if any of you guys are in san francisco and need some decent internet just go sit outside the airport i guess that's um it's free yeah yeah wow so uh yeah that that was the eventual story of being a youtuber and having just two things happen in two days but like everything that went through uh the pipes to make that happen here's the here's the sidetrack story Mm -hmm. you ready you know the the red raven case that you packed the komodo in yeah uh i almost lost it (laughs) here's how uh so you ship that to me right Uh when i traveled to arizona I had uh, my carry-on bag, which was my clothes and stuff, and my backpack, which had the A7. So two bags, didn't need to check anything. Flying back, that's a different story. Now that tiny plane from Page to Phoenix, Mm -hmm. gate check that, the the red Komodo. Yeah. And barely, barely fit my duffel bag of clothes in the overhead, and I have my backpack with me. And, you know, this is traveling during COVID times is a little bit different. There's not as many people on the plane. There was no one next to me on any of these flights. Yeah, how'd you, sorry to interrupt, but yeah. I'm, I'm super interested. You see all these like American Airlines stories of them like cramming the planes and that just seems like a nightmare. But this yeah. is, this is, you did Alaska and you didn't sit next to anyone? That... Yeah, the Alaska flight uh, was, let me think, where was I? I was on the right side near the window and no one was next to me. No one was in the two seats in front of me or the two seats behind me. Wow. Um, so that was great. And you know, the, by the way, the whole Ascension project had like top-notch safety. Mm-hmm. Every single person had a mask on, but also every t- on-screen talent had daily COVID testing. So we were all testing negative every day, making sure we're all set. Classic boat horn. Um, <laughs> so, you know, all these flights, I'm, I'm sort of just in cruise control. I'm, I'm only really thinking about the uploads. So I'm, I'm just getting through <laughs> yeah. them basically. Uh, but yeah, so I, I gate check that hard case and the first tiny plane. And when I get off the tiny plane in Phoenix, I pick it up at the gate and I walk in. Then the second plane, which is going from Phoenix to San Francisco, again, I walk up to the the front desk and I'm like, hey, I have an extra bag. I didn't fly here with it, but I have to gate check it. They're like, sure. Put a little tag on it. And he asked me when I was there, you're going to Newark, right? And I said, yeah. And they're like, all right, it'll be with you at your final destination. So great. So I gate check it walk onto the plane, I'm doing my whole upload fit. I'm just forgetting about the bag. (laughs) (laughs) I get to San Francisco and I just get off the plane and walk to the next gate. So after this whole upload thing happens, I'm sitting at the gate, there's a couple minutes left before boarding and I get a phone call from a random number and I pick it up. Hi, is this Marquez Brownlee? Oh yeah, it is. And who is this? And so this is uh, Sam from Alaska Airlines. 
you left your bag on the plane. It's like, what? Like, yeah, uh, this uh, hard case here, uh, we're trying to see if we can find you. Did you go to the next gate or where'd you go? And I was like, oh yeah, I'm in terminal three. I don't know what, I mm. thought it was gonna be. And they're like, oh yeah, we're sending uh, Sergio out there. He's tall, he'll look for you and here's his number <laughs> and he's got the case. And sure enough, I, I walk all the way back out to the front from the back of the international terminal and this guy is like rolling the red case along. He's like, yeah, I someone lost the bag and we had to figure out who it was. And yeah, I just figured I'd get this to you. And the flight attendants were just gonna leave it. And then I said, this is a red camera in here. It says red on uh, it. We gotta get it to whoever it is. How on earth did they find out it was you? There's, I don't, oh, it had your tag on it. It had the tag on it. Thank goodness, because yeah. I don't know if I, in the scramble of packing that, I don't think I put a business card or anything in there. Yeah. Like that was not on my mind. I was too focused. So but. here I was thinking, gate check it. It'll arrive at the final destination. But apparently, something probably between switching airlines from Alaska to United or whatever happens, yep. they Most did likely. not have that memo go through. And so, <laughs> luckily, they they called me and found me and realized it was an important bag, mm -hmm. and I got it. So uh, I then got that bag too, and. Uh, it made it to Newark. What with do me. you know? It's in the year of 2020. Airline stories are the positive. Yeah. Wow! That's, At least one of them had fast internet. You really know everything is messed up in the world if we're talking good about airlines. <laughs> in um, 2020, man. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. But yeah, I'd say That's it was a success, even though it could have been wild. so much better. Uh, long story short, I ended up finding out what was wrong with Komodo. And listen, I, I said in my video about Komodo, this thing is in beta, don't get it yet. If you need a stable workhorse, this is not the camera yet. It's 1.0 software. Uh, ended up exchanging emails from with a few people at Red and we figured out what it was. It's basically the newest version of their Final Cut Pro plugin, uh, which has metal support, only works with certain GPUs. And the MacBook Pro, as we know, has an internal uh, integrated Intel GPU and mm -hmm. a dedicated AMD GPU. It was optimized for only, well, it was functional with only the dedicated GPU. Mm -hmm. The MacBook Pro, on the other hand, is busy switching back and forth based on what it thinks you need when. And so this is why I could never figure out what was going on. It was just blacking out randomly. It's because the MacBook Pro was switching was GPUs. So uh, long story short, Komodo will continue to get updates yeah. and I will not be trying to edit Komodo footage on a MacBook Pro again anytime I, soon. I think you mentioned this before, but why on earth would Final Cut ever want to use the integrated GPU over. Yeah, that, that was weird to me that it would I'm ever. I'm sure there's some reason, but it just like, I wish you could just be like, I'm going to work this computer right now. Please do not choose oh, you can. anything. Okay. That's the thing is I didn't find out until later that that was the exact issue. You know, okay. I'm, I'm emailing them and they're like, what's happening with the footage and tell me what's happening. It doesn't work. It's going blank, blah, blah. So, you know, I think it was like literally this morning we figured out what I got that email from okay. Jared about the GPUs. And yes, you can actually force the MacBook Pro to just okay. see the dedicated GPU and use it all the time. All right. If I had known that in the yeah, moment, probably the last thing you're thinking of, you just exactly. want to get it all done. And yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, anyone who watched this uh, unboxing video, if you think it's a little off, there's why colors might be a tiny <laughs> bit off. And 
if you enjoyed it just now you know how much work went into that and yeah. what we do to try and get everyone videos on time so yeah so there it is that's a that's just the beginning of Techtember. There's a lot of stuff yeah. happening behind the scenes in uh, the first few weeks That's... of this quarter, but there yeah, it is. Yeah, we're, we're hitting the busy season, and we really hit it as hard as possible. We made it, I mean, maybe we made it a little harder on ourselves, but like we said, <laughs> you can't pass up an opportunity when David Bladen says, I'm going to float into the atmosphere, and I want you to be there, so. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You want to see the fold, too? I do, I do. Um... Yeah, so I actually refrained from watching the video because I kind of wanted to oh, see Oh, you didn't this. watch it or anything? I didn't watch this. I well, just there's wanted the fold. to see this in person. All right. Let's see. I'm going to practice my skills here on describing to the podcast audience. First, the screen on the front is obviously like, the this thing is heavy. It is. It is. So it feels like I'm holding a brick. Like, you talk about like candy bar, like phones and everything like that. This feels like a brick. Mm -hmm. It's not the worst. It feels really solid, which is great. Um, front screen is just like a total, total upgrade from last time. What a difference. Um, it's really strange, though, that it's kind of like folding over the right side. The screen's like 2D curved glass. over 2. the right D. side, but not on the left side because it has to go into the the hinge. Uh, color's nice. It's like that copper color. Huge camera bump on the back. Kind of maybe a little smaller than Note 20. Yes, right, smaller. but very similar to Note 20. Essentially the same camera bump. Yeah. Yeah. Opening it up, it's so weird how the screen on the front feels so like you know the screen feels a little off on the inside because it. I'm guessing it has that like plastic. It does screen cover on it. But before when you had it, you couldn't really tell. But now you can feel the front glass in the middle. So you can Not tell it has a screen protector on it, right? Oh, yeah. So Samsung told me specifically. Oh, I, I mean, I asked. It. Actually. You can see the corners, right? Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't make that more flush so that people aren't scraping their fingernails in there. So it's in the instructions on the box. Don't remove that screen protector. Uh -huh. And I asked Samsung, and they said, I remember curiously, yes, it is removable. No, you should not remove it yourself. Yeah, they said to the go to a Samsung store, right? Right, have someone from Samsung official remove it. It's also interesting because since it's a hole punch cutout in the middle, you can see almost like the teardrop cutout of the screen protector. So like you right. could very easily yep. fingernail, get that off. Um, all right, the crease. You can see the crease You can. Well. Uh, but I think I just like open YouTube or something or like yeah I think the crease when observation you start video it's not quite right that's what bad. I was gonna say so when you look at the phone just looking at the phone you see the crease pretty hardcore uh -huh. but if you're watching a video on the phone and not really looking at the phone so much then I think the crease is way less of a an issue yeah so, okay so the main thing I want to do though is I want to just hold this next to the duo here for a minute okay yeah um Talk about thickness difference. Oh, it's so <laughs> weird. It's like short and stubby versus tall and thick. I don't, I don't know. So like holding it folded in in one hand, I like the fold better because it's skinnier. It mm -hmm. feels more like a phone. I think it could be a little wider, but the Surface Duo in hand folded up is like wide. It's very wide. Yeah. Um, thickness of it on a table though, that, sorry, I'm moving my microphone. I think the Surface Duo is equal if you lay the surf uh, the 
fold to on the camera bump side mm-hmm. on a table the the half with the camera bump is as thick as the whole surface, surface duo. duo which means it has another phone on top of that yeah so i think i think you could fit two surface duos on top of each other to be the same thickness as as the fold two yeah is that a safe to say thing yeah it is a massive thickness difference yeah so here's my wild. i have a working theory this is kind of how my brain works as i'm reviewing a piece of tech and i've been obviously now testing two folding phones alongside each other at the same time my uh my usage of fold two is is really curious i love it a lot like it's it's way more refined the hinge stays put in better the, you know i in was more just places. opening it it the hinge feels much better than much the more one. sturdy more firm more confident more smooth um, it's a boxier, more. It's, it just feels more like a phone that's ready to be daily used, mm-hmm. especially just because of that huge front screen. Yeah. Here's what I find: holding the phone and just using that front screen because of how much bigger it is. Now it's actually harder for me to reach the top. <laughs> this is like the the <laughs> the silliest complaint is like when you had a tiny crappy screen with huge mm-hmm. bezels, you could reach all four corners easily and just do whatever on it. Yeah. Now it's like I actually have to do a little bit of hand gymnastics, and I think. The the craziness that is this phone is it's a it's a win lose. Okay. It's a win because you do get a bigger, better screen yeah. on the front and you want to use it more. But now you kind of lose because you're trying to use it more as a regular phone and it's it's worse as a regular phone because it's so thick. Look at the size of the thickness yeah. of it, and you're trying to hold it and now it's super narrow. Imagine someone tried to make a phone that's just the half of the Galaxy Fold. Like, that would be insane. Yeah. So it's kind of a win-lose, and it's it just where, makes me open it and use the middle more. And it's where you look at the Duo, and like we talked about, like, this folded up in terms of thickness is just something I think phones are going to have to strive for because this is an incredible thickness for two screens. Yeah. Yes, it has a ton of trade-offs to get to that point, but Not the hardware folding. of this is pretty crazy yeah and really futuristic in that sense i have something i just thought about for fold two though using the front screen is it going to be harder as a lefty and here's my question why it does not fold flat so it doesn't fold like a book would fold it folds almost more like a three ring binder where it folds thinner on one side than the other side because it has a gap so using it if you're using it in your left hand on the outside screen with your thumb coming over, you're almost reaching over and angled down. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, I think a lot of it just comes down to the thickness. Maybe a little bit. I think the the form factor is not, I think the ideal outside cover screen size is somewhere in between Fold 2 and Surface Duo. I think Surface Duo is a little bit too wide and this uh, Fold is a little bit too tall and narrow. Somewhere in between. Yeah, and then hopefully Fold 2 gets thinner. Yeah. at some point i think it's gonna be a while they, they're gonna have to find a way to i don't know how they're eventually gonna get the screen to fold precisely and not have that like little like curvature on it which makes the it not fold flat yeah. when they can pull off it folding fat flat and then get it thinner that's gonna be that's yeah. gonna be peak right there i think um the question is just how many generations away is that and yeah. i just i don't know where the tech is in the future but that's eventually the goal yeah i think and will that happen before duo potentially goes to a folding screen and not just a folding phone oh i think if that ever happens i think those two things 
will probably happen in the same year and yeah. the same time because that's the whole idea is I like, I think I said this either last episode or in the video, but I like that Microsoft is going super thin, stunning hardware and not bothering with this this baby tech of folding mm-hmm. screens yet. And when the tech is so good that they can keep a stunning piece of hardware and fold the screen, then they'll go folding screen. Same thing with Samsung. They're gonna keep going thinner and thinner and folding better and better until it's close to the stunning hardware of Surface Duo. Yeah. So I think they're converging on that that place just from different angles. And that's, I guess, how the tech world should work. Yeah. Cool. Do you want to uh, end this with some ASMR uh, folding closing? We'll give you Duo and Let's we'll give you uh, Fold 2. You have to guess which one I'm folding when. This is Fold number one. And this is Fold number two. Let's go Yo. back. Let's yep. go back here. Let's go back. Turn your volume up a little bit. I know you're listening on headphones, so turn your volume up. Do you want me to bump the mixer a little bit? No, no, no. I'll okay. just do it closer. Ready? This is fold number one again. Mm. Here's fold number two. Nice. Feel free to uh, leave what you think it is right next to a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Um, or it's not on Twitter. Know, tweet at us, WVFRM. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll do like a poll and see if everyone... We'll see if people guess. See that? Yeah. We'll okay. reveal it by, uh, by some tweets sometime after this episode goes yeah. live. Uh, yeah, hope everyone enjoyed story time. This was a little different, but I think we're going to have more fun things like this with our increase in episodes coming out. Um, I just thought that was a really cool behind-the-scenes story. I-, I didn't even know half of it. Like Half of yeah. the stuff you told me, I... I'm not sure, probably because you were too busy stressing out about getting the video out. Yeah. I'm glad we have a good story to tell, though. Welcome to Tech-tember. Catch you guys uh, pretty soon in the next episode. Later. The Waveform Podcast is brought to you in part with Studio 71, and our intro-outro music was created by Cameron Barlow. Thanks to Visible for supporting this episode. Visible offers a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data on Verizon's network for 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. But Visible isn't for everyone. For starters, you manage your plan, chat to customer service, and update your eSIM all in their app, and they don't bundle their plans with extras that cost you extra money. So if you want more than 5G, a hotspot, and unlimited data from your wireless plan, and you're willing to stand in line or sit on hold to pay top dollar, you won't want to go to Visible.com to learn more. Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right, $25 a month every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com.